What's good, what's good, what's good, y'all? It's MK3, the host, and this is another edition of Kirkland's Corner. Appreciate you coming by. I definitely appreciate you coming by. I uh, want to shout out all the people who have been uh, consistently, you know, shouting out the page, uh, shouting me out, whether it's on Facebook, just shooting me a text, whatever it is, man. <clears throat> I can't tell you enough. I really appreciate it. Uh, a lot of people know me, and if you ask them, the one thing they'll tell you is that I talk too much. So... <laughs> Being able to have a platform where I can talk and I can be me and I can branch out and do some different things is really helpful for me just because, like I've said before on several occasions, you know, just because you're not a poster boy for perfection doesn't mean you don't have opinions, doesn't mean your uh, mindset doesn't count, doesn't mean you should be counted out of anything, really. Um, I think, you know, when you struggle, uh, it's designed to build character. And your hope of going through the struggle is that, A, one day it'll be over, and B, when it is over, you'll have gained the strength to have gotten through it so amicably that no one can question your method, no one can question you or your your work ethic or what you bring to the table. And so I think that has been the biggest reason why I've been trying to do these podcasts and trying to just shed some light. I know, as I've said, you know, every time I always try to mention I am not a poster boy for perfection, so I don't want people to hear this and then be like, oh, man, well, I know him, and he's this, is yeah, I'm human just the hell like you are, too, you know what I'm saying, I have vices, I have issues, I have things just like everybody else, but I do have a, a inept ability to speak and connect with people, because I feel like even if we don't necessarily agree or see eye to eye, there's still those parts of the day, and there's still those references that I bring to the table that you're still like, oh, man, yeah. He gets on my damn nerves, but he ain't never lied about that, you know. And even when you can say that, that's still a good thing. That's still a good thing. Uh, the Week in Review, man. Let's see, this Week in Review. Um, the Cavs the Cavs series was interesting. Obviously, everybody knows the great LBJ debate. Um, I will be featuring that on a live feed uh, from Kirkland's Corner as well coming up this week. I got a couple guest uh, hosts on that, guest panelists, if you will. Um, not to offend anybody, I've got my uh, the bronze sexuals versus the anti-bron, um, and not necessarily that they're anti-bron, but a lot of people are sick of you know the comparison. I'm, I'm one of those people. I think the comparison is ridiculous. I don't think you can even. I mean, I don't get how you can figure a time frame versus a time frame versus you know different people with different mindsets. I mean, the referees are different, players are different, athletically. Speaking, they're different. They're a little bit more gifted. They're stronger. They're bigger. They're faster. I mean, it's an entirely different world. So I, I don't know. But like I said before, I'm MJ all the way. You know, and that's no disrespect to LeBron. I definitely rock with him. But the original 2-3 this way. Um, they took an interesting couple losses. And I think that really triggered the MJ debate because, you know, MJ obviously – had a historic run, you know, 6-0 and in the finals. And that's not even the best finals. You know, as we know, Bill Russell won 11 straight with Boston. And some people argue that he's a GOAT. Unfortunately, that's not even feasible. Um, yes, I understand he got 11 for 11. Come on, man. Let's just not play. You know, we, we know there was a different time frame then. You know, if you were 7 foot and over, you really had a clear and uncut advantage. Plus, the Celtics had a great team. So, not to take that away from Bill Russell, but, I mean, just – I can't give him the GOAT based off them winning 11 straight in an era where now somebody could guard him 
and be be physical with him. You know, it's just so it's so difficult to weigh that out. But you know, that obviously always sparks you know debate. Um, Nebraska had their spring game. There's talks about them uh, potentially uh, changing the tunnel walk. You know, I see a lot of people complaining on Facebook about it. I mean, you know, let me just say this. I don't think it would have been a bad idea for us to switch to Nike. And I know everybody's so ingrained in tradition and this, that, and the third. But why? You know, let's make a new one. You know, we, we still have our enriched tradition here in Nebraska. We still have it. But let, let's let's spark something new. Let's spark something that everybody can enjoy. Or if not anybody, at least the kids specifically can enjoy. I know a lot of kids are brought in and they're, and they're, uh, they're educated on the tradition that we share here in Nebraska. But... You know, let's be, let's keep it honest, folks. We haven't been to the glory years, or I haven't experienced the glory years in a long, long time. So I feel like it's absolutely necessary for us to, you know, like Emerald Lagasse said, "Bam!" You know what I'm saying? Spice it up a little bit. You know, I don't think a new song is gonna hurt. I don't think I definitely don't think you know having Scott Frost around is gonna hurt. I definitely think uh, this will be a good test of our Fairweather fans. You know, I'm still a firm believer that if he doesn't get the job done, people are still going to bitch and cry and talk crazy about Scott Frost and just like they do anybody else. Um, You know, he is one of our own, so to speak, but I still don't see that stopping fans from crying and complaining. Um, You know, everybody's got that right. You know, everybody has that right to do that, but I just feel like, you know, at a point, at a cost, you know, let's, let's, uh, Let's give it a rest. Uh, that's what's going on in the news. I heard from you know several people that they looked good, uh, looked crisp, had a good practice. Heard Martinez is uh, looking like the front runner to start at quarterback. You know, I don't really mind who starts at quarterback. I just want to beat Ohio State. I want to beat Penn State. I want to be a couple of those teams that have given us headaches over the years. You know, I don't need a national championship right away. Would like one. It'd be great. But I'm not going to cry about it if we don't get one. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, also in the NBA, we'll jog back to that. The Pelicans dismantled the Trailblazers. And I mean dismantled. Uh, if you saw it, Rondo was just, man, he played possessed out there. Playoff Rondo, I think, is much more of an educated player than regular season Rondo because I feel like regular season Rondo is just trying to get to the playoffs. you know. And as you see through his play, I mean, he understands being a veteran now. You know, you got a young guy, Ant Davis, who can go out there and flat out get it, regardless of the situation. You know, he's good in any weather. And when you have someone like that and you're getting older, you know, why wouldn't you default? Why wouldn't you say, hey, big fella, you go. I'm just going to toss it. You go get it. I mean, that's just simple basketball. And I think if you watch them, they really made it hard for the dynamic duo of, of – Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum really to come alive, and they still did their thing, but at the same time, it wasn't enough. And I think the play of Drew Holiday was humongous uh, down the stretch um, throughout the you know clinching games of that series. I think he played really well throughout. And if you don't know Drew Holiday's story, I believe his wife was very sick with a, uh, some kind of a brain injury or um, – brain problem and he you know took some time out of the league to go be with his wife and be the man that he needs to be and big props to Drew Holiday for that and now you see him kind of come back with this fire and this desire and Drew Holiday to me has always been a solid ball player but now I mean he's playing like a man on a mission and so he was an integral part as well and they took them down 4-0 got the brooms out and sweep around get them swept out sweep around get you know what I'm saying they gave him that good old treatment you know that Saturday morning hey 
Get up and get them chores done, boy. Give that treatment. And, you know, anytime you get swept, especially when you're the, you know, the higher seed out of the two, it always raises a few eyebrows, a few questions. Like, well, if y'all was that good, why did y'all get swept? You know, I mean, but it's, it really comes down to any given game, any given time, any given place. And you can't win games on paper. You can obviously tell somebody who you think is going to win on paper, but until you play that actual game, until, you know, whether it's the 40 minutes in college or the 48 minutes, you know, in the NBA or 60 minutes in the NFL and, and in the NCAA, until that clock is a zero zero zero, you really won't know who's going to win until it's over. I mean, obviously there's games, you know, where teams – are expected to win, they win, they blow people out, okay, cool. But, you know, usually when you see a three-seed and a six-seed, you know, outside of March Madness, you really don't have that inkling that, oh, this will be, you know, this will be just a cakewalk. No, 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 no. Teams always are hungry to prove a point. I think us as humans are always hungry to prove a point, which leads us into today's talk, today's cast, today's corner Focus and the corner focus of today is being able to move and deal with adversity and still be able to have a clear mind frame. You know, as I was speaking earlier um, about, you know, LeBron James. Um, you know, I think adversity is one thing that embodies him, you know, from a single parent household, uh, dad wasn't anywhere around, you know, mom's had her various struggles and LeBron staying with people, you know, staying with teammates, staying with friends and, you know, and then you look at him now and I know there's people that don't, you know, appreciate LeBron James and that's great. You know, that's fine. But Look at the adversity he's fought to get to where he is today, and he's able to stand on his own, too. You know, you can say what you want about LeBron. You you can dislike his antics. You can dislike him as a person all you want. But when you look at his body of work and, and the amount of adversity he worked to overcome, if you're not inspired personally, get there. I can't count how many times with friends, you know, we've always said, oh, man, when one of us gets rich or one of us blows up, man, we're going to make it big, man. We're going to take care of each other, man. We're going to look out. We're going to buy this. We're going to buy that. We're going to have all the girls. We're going to have all this and that. And, you know, that's great. That's always a great mindset to have is to share with the team. But when you look at LeBron and the fact that he – took his team of his guys, got them where they needed to be, and pushed them to the top. Not only did he create a new wave, but he he, he should have sparked that inner flame in you that had those conversations and said, you know what, man, I can get this, I can get that, and we could do this, and we could build that. It's always within your reach. But the thing that you have to understand is that adversity is going to come to you in various forms. There's no rhyme or reason for the adversity you'll face. You don't necessarily know how it's going to come about or when it's going to come about. But you do know, if you know anything, that adversity will be right around the corner, usually at a time and a point in your life when you're doing really well. It comes out in the form of, you know, friends not wanting to be as close as you were, uh, people 
you know, just switching up, you know, whether it's job-wise, with a family, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whether it's, you know, just people you're working on a project with, anything, you're going to find that personal adversity because people's schedules change every day. You know, people that say they're rocking with you on Monday aren't necessarily rocking with you on Tuesday, maybe not even the end of Monday for for, for all we know. But I think the thing that's so key about LeBron is that the adversity he faces is not uncommon from other people's adversity, but look how he look how he handles it. You know, just think about all the people you know who don't like LeBron. Just think, I, I know there's plenty of them. I know plenty of people who just have flat out no interest in LeBron. And that's fine. I think they're crazy, you know, because I I really, you know, I'm just a student of the game and I appreciate how he plays. You know, I appreciate a lot of what he brings to the table. Does he act like a baby sometimes? Absolutely. You know, and I'm not really here to talk about his personal, you know, play or whatever, but I just feel when you can do some of the things he's done, and yes, he's put some pressure on himself to be, you know, at levels that he may necessarily not ever reach from our viewpoint, but, you know, he's built a legacy and a brand for himself through it all. And I feel like as people, if we will buy into it, not just necessarily LeBron, there's a lot of people that have done a lot of similar things. But to me, I think it speaks volumes, A, being an African-American male, and then B, also being an African-American male with with dreams uh, of being further in life, of being where, you know, people say, you know, we, quote, shouldn't or couldn't be. And, and, you know, you look at that and it, it, it should move you, honestly. It should move you to want to be better. Even if even if you have a team goal, it should help you want to be a better person because being a better person will help you be a better teammate. And I think with all that I've seen, all that's been documented, all the criticism, all the comparisons, all the negativity, you know, it just seems like a lot of people just only look at one thing. All of that is adversity. And, you know, the way you overcome it says a lot about your character. You know, does LeBron get pissed off every now and again? Yeah. Do you get pissed off every now and again with people mess with you? Of course you do, as you should. That is something that, as you're human, in your human nature, you have a right to be upset. You know, when people are talking down to you, when people are talking bad to you, or when people say you can't do your job the right way. But it just seems every night he comes out, does something different, defies another odd, breaks another record. And yet and still, you got people saying, oh, he won't be this, he won't be that. Guys, that's that adversity I'm telling you about because he's still out there giving you 110%, playing through that stuff, and through the odds, he still captivates your attention. He still captivates your minds. He still has you saying, whoa, wow. Man, he's great, but he's not. See, that's the thing. You're still talking about what he is and what he isn't. To me, that's a victory. When you got people who can't even do what they're doing, without keeping your name in their mouth, I feel like that's a win. You know, people always are quick to say, ah, man, keep my name out your mouth. But think about it this way. When people got your name so engraved in their mouth, they don't even have time to improve themselves, which means this is just a a instance where we don't have to take this into account. This is an adversity. This is adversity level zero. We can step over this with ease and move about our business and not be worried about anything. It's a simple, this is simple material. And I think all of us in life have people, have situations where adversity is either borderline crazy, it's just right in the middle, kind of fluctuating, or you don't really have any. 
And if you don't have any adversity, that may be, you know, because of a lack of, you know, interactions with people or just a lack of, you know, taking risks or putting yourself in situations where you feel, you know, shit, I, I might have something to lose here. You know, um, adversity will find you, though. That's the one thing I do know. Adversity will find you. And as I share some personal experiences or as I share, you know, just comparisons to other people, you know, I hope that you would draw it into your own personal life and to see where and how this could, you know, be a chance for you to grow, be a chance for you to show that adversity is nothing to you and that you're able to withstand it. I think one of the key situations where a lot of adversity comes into Excuse me, I had to take a little drink there to get rehydrated. A lot of the uh, big situation where adversity comes into play is in uh, terms of broken homes. Um, obviously a delicate topic, um, but it's realistic. And there's a lot of us out there who struggle with some of these things on both sides of the fence. And as someone who has and currently does struggle with it, I want to tell you that your ability to suck it up and realize the goal of the group is the best thing you can do in terms of adversity in those situations. You know, obviously, having a child is, you know, depending on your beliefs, it's something that's a, a, a sacred moment, you know, for a family, for for two two people, you know, who, you know, want to build. And obviously, there are times where, there isn't a family setting or a quote traditional family setting there. And that right there is adversity because I don't believe there's anyone that really has the mindset of, Oh man, I just want to, you know, fool around, fool around. And you know, if I have a kid, eh, whatever, you know, I don't really think there's anyone out there like that. And I think what makes it so difficult is that, you know, you look at your, you look at your child and you well up with pride and, and then you also, then well up with, you know, the tears and, and pain of things that haven't necessarily gone right, you know, shortcomings, irresponsibility as a parent, um, you know, letting your kid down. I, I can tell you from example or, or just from experience, when you let your child down, that's one of the, the most sickening feelings in the world because children form a lot of their opinions based off pass-fail type situations. You know, if you're there most likely you pass. You know, there's not too many things kids don't want to do with us as adults. You know, you know, bowling's always been a fun pastime for me and the boys. Uh, just going running around outside, playing ball, that's always, you know, something that's enjoyable. But if you're not there and they can't feel or see you fight that adversity, you fail. You fail and you'll fail again and you'll repeatedly fail. I think one of the things also in the form of adversity is, you know, just that relationship between mother and father. Uh, When that deteriorates, it then for some becomes very hard to see the bigger picture, which is the child. Um, I'm a personable person, so I can, you know, I can shoot the shit with you as my listeners and let you know, you know, I haven't... uh, always handle diversity with uh you know especially my oldest son's mother i haven't handled diversity with that situation very well at all um it's not easy and i think 
as you see children grow, as you see them develop, and as you see where you would like to input your beliefs, your your traits, some of your, you know, some of your truth into them and you're not able to for whatever reason, it's a crippler. It's a mind crippler, it's a it's a it's a definitely a mental crippler. It can cripple your spirits. It can cripple you physically. Uh stress can eat at you and stress can take you out. And stress is a big adversity. You know, a lot of people say, ah, just get over it. Just get over it. Well, the truth about it is you can't always get over everything. You can get over it, but if you don't actually get through it, it'll always come back around and get you. It'll always come back around and get you. Adversity is just one of those things. And, you know. No, unfortunately for you out there listening who like uh, Anger Man, diversity is not an old, or excuse me, adversity. <laughs> Never mind. I was about to tell a joke there. Glad I caught myself. Had to reel that one back in. But no, adversity is not, it's not a lightweight thing. There's some people who bench press adversity, but can't squat it for shit. And I hope you caught my drift there. There's some people that can push that off of them. They can get it off their chest, but when it comes to that weight on their back, that weight on their shoulders, they fold. Adversity is is also a part of the struggle which helps build character. And I think without adversity, you lose a richness of who you really are. You know, if you didn't have to battle through anything in life, if everything was just a cakewalk, you know, everything would be smooth then. You know, you wouldn't have any complaints. You know, if you had an easy button, you would just flick the switch. But that's not how life works. Life throws adversity. Life throws curves. Life throws, well, real life at you. You know, I caught word that I lost uh, lost a good friend the other day. At yesterday to be exact and it was in the midst of having just just a bad flat out bad day you know just trying to fight that adversity and I wasn't able to do it you know yesterday was a, a tough day and I wasn't able to fight the adversity the way I wanted to and I had a good talk with a friend of mine who was like a brother to me uh, I talked to my friend Vince and we we've shared about eight, nine solid years of friendship. And it's funny because if you know us, you know, us two together, you know, we're we're life of the party, so to speak. But it didn't start out that way. It didn't start out that way. I was ready to slap this in the damn mouth. And he's ready to get at me. But you know what? That's funny. It's funny because nothing ever happened. And now we're two of the best of friends. You know, if I ever get married, he'll be there right up there with me with the groomsmen, man. And, you know, we were talking about the loss of our brother. And we were just talking about some other things, just adversity, you know, filled. And, you know, he shared some things with me that really helped, that really helped my heart. You know, he said, you know, Matt, you know, I don't know how you do it. You know, I don't know how you're able to push through some of these situations, but you've always handled them to the best of your ability, and you've never given up. And that's one thing I can say about you that I've never, you know, really seen because there's a lot of situations you handle that I'd be pissed off at. 
And to me, in the midst of everything, that really helped. Because me personally, I put a lot of pressure on myself to be better than I was because I know where I've been. And I've been, in, I, to be, for lack of better words, I've been a piece of shit before. You know, I've been there. And it ain't cool. It doesn't feel good. At the end of the day, it does not feel good. But what do you think is waiting within those confines of thinking you're a self-piece of shit? It's adversity. You've got to get over it. And Vince has seen me through some trials and tribulations and some struggles. And, you know, to have him still be by my side with, you know, the things that have gone on. You know, some things, obviously, he knows weren't on the up and up on my part. And he knows some things weren't on the up and up on other people's parts. But the thing, you know, that was always resonant about Vince was that he would always make sure, you know, as a friend and as a brother, you have to make sure you understand that you push in that, hey, you still got to control what you can control. You can't be worried about other people. You can't be pissed off about what they got going on, this, that, or the third. And that's the truth. People are going to be who they are until they're dead. And whether that is positive in your life or negative, it's really up to you, too. Um, another, you know, uh, another dear friend. Uh, by the way, I appreciate you, Vince. Much love, brother. Another dear brother, uh, Justin, as y'all know him, J-Mac. Uh, we we spoke, and if you know J-Mac, you know the dynamic he has. And you know that he has a way of, you know, making you laugh, but also making you realize, hey, man, get your shit together while still making you laugh. So we we discussed, you know, the single parent life and the stressors that can come from being uh, the parent that doesn't necessarily have the kids all the time in custody of them, but still loving them and still giving them that nurturing. And that's adversity, too, that you have to fight. Um, but as we talked and as we spoke, you know, I felt so so grateful to have a brother that can help push through adversity, but also slap you in the face with it as well to then see how you handle that adversity. So a double adversity effect, knowing and still having that, that brotherhood there for you to say, hey, I know what you're going through, and it ain't easy, but you can do it. Um, I think just the way he was able to illustrate how life can be and how life as a single parent um, from the other side can be, because you know what my first inclination was, what about me, what about my feelings, what about my feelings? And then you have to put into account these other the, what these other parents do. They're there when you're not there. They're there when you are there. They're there when they're tired. They're there when they have long days at work. You know, you have to be humble and aware of yourself, of what others are doing, and what's going on just as in, a, in that realm when you have children. And I think it was so humbling for him to help me realize that, hey, you know, people do have a right to be pissed off when you don't make it happen. And as a man or woman, you have to be able to accept that for what it is. And you have to be able to make the change. And so I think just right there, you know, if I could just, you know, have that be my little including of my uh, adversity fighters right there. Um, those two brothers really helped me get through this last 24 hours because it's been a tough 24 hours for me. And I know it's been a tough 24 hours for a lot of uh, a lot of friends uh, out there. Um, 
you know, you always have to be thankful for friends who share adversity with you as well, because those are the ones who help you see, grow and understand your truth and the truth about being humble when it comes to adversity in your life. And adversity, if it doesn't humble you, it can hurt you. And if you're not humbled by it, you'll hurt yourself. Definitely mark my word for that. Definitely mark my words on that. Excuse me. Um, you know, guys, as you go into the rest of your week, as you go into, you know, as you finish this hump day, you know, I, I really hope that if you're hurting or if you're struggling or anything like that, you can at least listen to someone else who struggles the same way you do and take comfort in the fact that it's a learning process and we all have we all have uh, ways to go and we could all make a, make for a little better life for ourselves if we just learn to, you know, fight adversity a little bit better. I want to thank y'all for tuning in to this hump day edition of Kirkland's Corner. As of always, I am MK3, the host. Uh, Mr. Kirkland to you on Snapchat, at Mr. Kirkland to you on Twitter. Uh, if you could, if you listen to this message, please leave me a review. Would love to hear what you think. Um, good, bad, and different. You want me to shut the hell up? Cool. You want me to talk about something else? Hey, let me know what you want to talk about. Let's co-host. Let's get together. Let's work. I'm always interested to work with other people. Always love to hear other mindsets. Um, it's just always something great uh, for me to uh, to experience. And I also think it helps people grow and find themselves in the truth that they want to be established in. I am by no means always a positive person. I have my times where I get pissed off. So just take my inspiration as you will, and hopefully it will um, inspire you to be better and obtain better for your life. Um, if you notice on on here on Anchor, my, uh, my, my art, my graphic art, Got to thank my graphic designer, uh, Derek Gaspard. My guy, I appreciate you, D-Boy. You can get in touch with him at, at Gaspard Graphics. That's at G-A-S-P-A-R-D-G-R-A-P-H-I-X. Make sure you tell him Kirkland sent you. Um, definitely want to give a shout-out to the sponsor of today's podcast, and that is RMV Studios. Um, if you need to get in the studio for the best price in the state with an experienced engineer, please contact Josh Linen. Um, he is on Facebook. He is on Twitter. If you need to get a hold of him, you can reach out to me, and I can get you in touch with him. Again, thank you to RMV Studios for uh, the sponsorship of this podcast. I definitely appreciate it. I appreciate you out there listening. Make sure you always keep it moving, keep it cool, and we'll see you next time on The Corner. It's MK3 The Host, and I'm out.